when you worked with Brian May, that was for a project. What was that all about? So that was a, mo- a documentary called A Dog Named Gucci. Okay. It was about um, the changing of laws for animal abuse. So, you know, I wrote to, you know, I wrote to, I had an address that I wrote to, and it was actually him. I thought it was a manager. Ooh. He replied within two hours of it. goes, great idea. What, what do you need from me? Aloha. This is Jeff Cotton of Captain Beefheart and the Magic Band. Hi, this is Terry Draper from Clatoo. Hey, this is Paul Chastain. Hey, what's up? This is Thomas Ian Nicholas of Rookie of the Year, American Pie. I'm Brendan O'Hare. I used to be in today's fan club. Vip from Star Collector. Dana Troy. Owen Radford. This is Josh Bradley. Hey, this is Mason. And Paul of CatScan. Paul Collins of The Nerves. I'm Frankie Siragusa, and you're tuning in to Unlikely Places Pop and Rock Radio Show with Final Man Jeb. Let's just have a chat there, You're listening to Mad Wasp Radio. Hey, everybody. This is your host, Final Man Jeff, Unlikely Places, Pop and Rock Radio from Mad Wasp Radio. Here today with Dean Falcone. Uh, He has worked with Brian May. He was in the band The Excerpts. So many connections in the Connecticut scene. Everybody knows Dean. And he started hosting the Vomitorians up at CAF 9, which is amazing stuff. So this is Connecticut history right here, but also a little bit of worldwide history. As I did mention, Brian May of Queen and many more connections have worked with Dean. Uh, currently, he's in a band called The Shelly Vlacus Experience with his wife, Shelly. And I know them because of the Posies and many other connections that have just led us all to be on the same path. I wrote a song with Brian Stevens, who is his bass player in that band as well, with Shelly. And it's just an awesome, awesome time. This podcast, I do get a little fast talky, but you guys are used to it by now. You know, I'm that giddy Chris Farley type when I interview at times, but enjoy. Our editor Mason did a great job of putting this episode together and our thumbnail maker, Owen Radford, put down a sweet, sweet thumbnail for this episode. So let's get it going. Listen closely and learn something new. Hey everybody, this is your host, Vinyl Man Jeb of Unlikely Places, Pop and Rock Radio in a new zone. I'm in Dean Falcone's home studio. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Not a usual uh, phone call. I'm actually in person with Dean, so uh, this is exciting. Uh, Dean, how you doing? I'm good. Perfect. Nice to see you. Oh yeah, it's been a while. It's been a, we've been uh, seeing you usually with the Shelley Vlacus experience, and I went to the Vomitorium this year for the first time. Uh, very Joey Witt was there too, and all these uh, great sur- acts. You survived the vomitorium. I survived the vomitorium, yeah. so it was a lot of fun. We should make pins that say that. Yeah, <laughs> you make it in, you have to make the pin as soon as you yeah. get out. But uh, I'm going to start, like I start all my guests off with, uh, what got you into music? And that's probably a heavy question. Wow. <laughs> okay. What got me into music? Um, well, I was lucky. I had um, my parents loved music. I grew up. I have six sisters and a brother, so there was music coming from every side, everywhere, mm-hmm. every kind of music, from like deep jazz to you know the pop hits of the Just day. Everything, yeah. So everything was you know always coming at me. So that was that was always there. And then my um, my sister Jean um, is a musician, and you know she could play. She played, she had drums in the early 70s when, you know, women really weren't playing drums other than Karen Carpenter, maybe. And she could play piano and guitar. And I was like, you know, what is this voodoo? You know, you can actually, a, a normal person can, can play an instrument. I mean, you can sound like that. You mean and it's, it's, I, it, I was, this an inanimate object to make a noise. It's know, like, yeah, <laughs> and just to see her do it. And it was like, wow, you know, anybody can do this. I mean, you know, you got takes to put, time. Well, you have to put time into yeah. it. But I was just amazed that you know she'd be on there be playing piano songs I knew, and it's like, wow, I can't believe, you know. And so she taught me some things, and um, you know, that's that's pretty much it. You know, I grew up in a great time that was just full of music. I mean, it's always full of music, but, yeah. but particularly in the you know the mid seventies, yeah. you you know, it was more than wallpaper. 
I always wish that I got to grow up during that time because yeah. my dad always tells me he grew up when the Be- you know the Beatles running the Sullivan show. Right. He got to live through the sixties sure. and seventies. It's now. always like that. And he goes, it was like that time where you, know, you go to the record store and you're overwhelmed by the used record section. He goes, try being overwhelmed by the new record section right. where you go to the record store and there's six new bands, right. seven new bands, twenty new bands, and you're like, yeah. can't pick. You only had a couple um, quarters to spend. You know, and you it, even... a true testament to that is, it's you know, fifty years. You know. We're still digging into the mid '60s and late '60s. All these new bands I still haven't heard. Yeah, and like they're finding all these bands and these like, box sets wow. with all these like the Nuggets. I the love the Nuggets. Is great. I oh, mean, you know, because you find all these bands. Well, that's how I found the Pretty Things, and then they came on my show, and I love the Pretty Things. And then sure. I found out about the Electric Banana, which yep. was the band that I thought was before the Pretty Things. And Wally goes, "No, nah, no, nah. the cool thing is they were during. Right. We did this during because we didn't want to stick with the record deal. They kept going. So we actually we have a copy. I went to a record store in Syracuse and actually bought a copy of the original press of the Electric." banana wow. and uh i sent the picture to john wall they're like you should pick that up and i was like really <laughs> they're like don't let that go yeah and i was like sure so i talked to the guy and he actually gave us like a hell of a deal like the there was like an old antique store there's like seven different shops this is when we went to go see paul mccartney mm-hmm. and it was just so interesting who? uh yeah who who's that <laughs> who? yeah well, what band is he in but uh it was just so much fun i know you went up to see him in fenway and you actually got to wave to sir paul out oh of, uh, yeah he was pulled that. right in front of us wow that was really that's, nice that's, time. good timing uh, that, was, that, was that was perfect pretty, i know mike miller was up there he's before paul mccartney in a sense he's the right. uh, the one that looks just like Paul he was on Fallon and Kimmel and I'm good friends with him I met mm-hmm. him because of Charles Rosnay's Beatles Fest and stuff my so. first manager oh Charles yeah he oh, managed wow. the excerpts really yep did not know that. He well, brought us. Small he brought us yeah, he brought us to Japan and. Wow. Yeah, he was our manager. Well, he's, uh, he's three putting years. the Badfinger band, our Badfinger cover band. We're actually on at twelve thirty because of Charles. So mm-hmm. I interviewed him as well, and right. he's, a, he's a nice guy. So I, oh, that's pretty cool. I'll have to tell him about this. <laughs> he made the pin you're wearing. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Hi, Charles, with three exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs>
so the excerpt started, I was just starting 10th grade at Hamden High, and somebody in my homeroom said, um, he knew I was a mus- musician, well, attempting musician, and a, uh, he said, I know this guy who, who has this huge organ at his house, and he like stabs it with a knife, and I was like, okay, whatever that means. <laughs> like, like that's not, yeah. yeah. Well, at the time, I, I couldn't. I didn't, yeah, you know, even yeah, though I had seen the LP at that point, yeah. but I didn't equate. He just said, and he like was stabbing, you know. And I just didn't equate. It. It's like, well, I don't know. Do I want to see yeah, this do guy? Want to know? Uh, do I want to go over there? Is he going to stab me? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, so yeah, so I met him, and then uh, he had a friend, Steve Harris. So that was pretty much the start of that band. That was the core of the band. Um, you know, Steve wrote lyrics, and John wrote the music for the most part. So I started off as pl- playing guitar in that band. I had learned in an open E tuning, which wasn't so great because there was a lot of things I wasn't able to do. Oh. And then that Christmas, they they gave me a bass. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so I think that was, you know, a subtle hint. Oh, so you've been playing bass for a while then. Yeah, yeah. so they they's like, okay, well, you're playing bass. <laughs> yeah, so, there you go. Which I was totally cool with, you know, two less strings. Yeah. Right and right. then then I found out, oh, it's not just two less strings. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's you a know. Little... You have to groove, thing. and I'm, I'm from Hamden, so groove, grooving was a challenge. <laughs> I didn't have much of a groove. I think my nickname was uh, uh, Very White for a oh, while, instead of Very White. <laughs> so I, like, but uh, yeah, so that was pretty much the start of that band, and then you know, we, you know that, that band was actually called Visions with a Z at first, Ooh. and we played like, you know. First horror pop. Yeah, <laughs> and then, you know, within a couple of months, we were, we were playing in New Haven. And then you said mentioned the Japan. How was that going all the way? That was really seas? good. Yeah, that was about That's three, like a cheap trick. <laughs> three, three years in. Well, yeah, that was definitely on our minds. We were huge cheap trick fans. I mean, that was really nice because when we met these guys, you know, there was no internet back then. So if somebody knew the, you know, the Kinks other than Lola, mm-hmm. it was like what? Well, there's you know, sunny that? afternoon. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Because you know that was the whole thing about you know. Growing up without that, it was just like you met one guy. It's like holy shit, you should be wearing a cape. Yeah, I can't. You're like I can't believe you know you know the zombies. It's like what? I wanted to ask, uh, how did the vomitorium shows come about as well? It always intrigued me with the idea that behind that. Let's speak. The about vomitorium that. were <laughs> boy. How do you think here? So I had a regular gig at a place called the Black Seal in Essex, Connecticut. I played pretty much every weekend. Oh wow! And the first year. I think the uh, the Friday and Saturday was Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and I still had to play, which I really didn't want to play. And I had, but I had some friends in town, mm. and I said, "Hey, we'll come up and play with you." And uh, that was John, Brian, and oh, cool. at the time he was with Amy Mann. Oh, okay. So they came up. And I was playing with this guy Solon, a really good music. I don't know if you know him, Solon. Sounds familiar. You would like him. Oh, I'll check him out. <clears throat> um, and so they came up, and we ended up. Just playing whatever came. I mean, if you know John Bryan, it's you yeah. know growing up with him, it was just you know whatever. If he's he, a if genius he, of many. He many well, talents. yeah. I mean, it's just like any song. He's like, do you know this? I cl- close. You know, he, he would say a song. We'd kind of get through it. So it was on your. You have to be on your toes. Yeah, you're spewing. So the whole yeah. night would be like you know King's Dead End Street. Okay, and you know you get whether you know it or not, you get through it. And Amy did a bunch of songs, oh, wow. and it was really funny. And you know, I think we did. Um, we had a drum machine at the time. It was just a duo. And uh, John had programmed a Tomorrow Never Knows beat. Oh, and, and then we did Voices Carry over that. And Amy sang it. Ooh. And it was really cool. And then some woman after it came over goes, oh, my God, you sound just like her. And she goes, oh, I've been listening to her for years. Which was, was really like funny. Adapting to it, it, yeah, very, yeah. very funny. That's cool. Um, so that was, so um, the next year, 
when, when I had to uh, play Thanksgiving, I had a lot of friends in town. So it was like, oh, I should just play with my friends that I don't get to play with because like, they've all moved away. Yeah. So on, so that turned into the Thanksgiving thing just because we get to play with people we normally don't play with. And Ed Velauskas, who I played with a lot, he, he and I don't really sing in the bands that we're in. So it gives you a chance too. So we would, you know, at that point it was like, oh, well then we can sing some songs. And, and early on it was just like we would say, here's 10 songs we're going to do. The rest of the night would be whatever happens. If we knew a guy in the audience knew a song, you know, by Blondie or can do, you know, or Big up, Star. Yeah. Hey, yeah, come I, on up. You're singing, oh, yeah. you know, you're singing Ballad of El Goodo. Well, I like seeing Joey because I know Joey's now moving to England and he's taken on to the next step of his music career. And it was nice finally meeting him because he was Song of the Week for me and it, you guys are Song of the Week as well on Unlikely Places right since the beginning. Yeah. You know, a lot of stuff. But it was just fun to see everybody. And you get to meet a lot of people too that I was like, didn't expect we're going to be there. And of course, Rich Dart is always a treat. I always like seeing him play percussion and just, yeah. he really does keep that monkey beat going. So it's, it's perfect. <laughs> he's, yeah. Uh, he's a great. I mean, he's a great drummer at anything. Really, he's a uh, he's a trained. Yeah, he's good. Supernatural I power. Mean, you're phenomenal on guitar. It was funny yeah. the one time I uh, my dad. The one time I don't go to the church thing that my dad went to. You guys were there with uh, Steve uh, Atwood there. Uh, you guys did like that super group. Oh at the wow! Yeah, church. that's right. Because I saw and my dad text there. me. He goes, yeah. "You're never gonna believe that was this. that said, was so odd." Are you kidding me? He goes, yeah. "You goes the one time you said no to go to this." And I'm like, "It's funny. just gonna be used against me." Uh, but it was funny because I just I usually it's like you know what it was funny I used to always DJ that so they replaced uh, me and didn't tell me who was oh, replaced. No, we I'm took like, your money. I'm okay with that. I'm sorry. You know, I said to, no, no. I said to my dad, I said, "You know what? It better be a musician." It wasn't goes, a lot of money. So no, 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 don't worry about it. No worries. No, it's just, and I was getting annoyed with the, the, the church style gigs because you can only play certain things. I'm always playing Sinatra. And, and then if you play something, oh, Rowdy by the Beatles, oh, you know. Don't go Nothing wrong with a little Frank. No, no, no. I like Frank Sinatra. I do. got into doing uh recordings for films you know scoring movies yeah. and stuff and i wanted to go into one of my favorite local films here is a uh, pizza love story <laughs> i mean that was it was fun to watch it on tubi and see it on the, the apps and everything but uh oh, cool. how did that all come about and just wanted to talk about the three best pizza places but yeah, which one's the so best you know? uh, gordon bichard uh, who's the director and writer of the film of the documentaries he was he was an excerpts fan. Ooh. So we when we played Waterbury, he he worked for the newspaper. He reviewed one of our shows, and we became friends at that point. So years down the line, he was doing a movie, and um, he asked if I'd be interested in put, giving him some music for it. And like we did, like we've done like a, a 
ton of films since then. But anyway, so he had the ideas, you know, he after he did the replacements documentary, he just wanted to focus on things that he had, he was just passionate about. And I think his wife suggested, well, what about pizza? You know, and he's yeah, what like, about pizza? <laughs> and we had, then he had to figure out what what about New Haven pizza? How to yeah. how to go about it? So he came to me about he asked me to I was actually to be a producer on that a little more oh, just, more, more than, than just, just music because okay. I, he knew I was passionate about it. And we were awesome. We were pretty. We had, you had Henry Wrinkler in that. Film. We had Henry yeah. Wrinkler. We had Lyle yeah. Lovett. Yeah. We had Rick Nielsen. We had Michael Bolton. Yeah, all these great. Um, it, all all these people that yeah. just love New Haven pizza and you know they're they're out there still spreading the word. So yeah. that, that was one of my jobs as a producer to get the celebrities to do it. I think my dad is, said he said it was, so it was, uh, that was on regular, like, PBS. It was on PBS, yeah. Recently, because they watched it again. Because we, uh, we watched it on Tubi because we have that. Right. We were watching that. And then I was watching the one you just recently did with the... It's uh, on JetBlue as well. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it is, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it is interesting. It's pretty cool. You know, you're on an airplane and you're hungry and you're like, let's yeah, go. Not, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like the worst yeah. thing. Well, let's just torture our guests. The airplane peanuts aren't going to... Oh, no, gonna, I'm not going to satisfy the that. pizza. <laughs> that is. Right. So, that, so we started that. That was, yeah. So that was a, we took us about twelve years to make that film. Wow! Well, it's phenomenal. It's very Thanks. good, and you know what? It's, it just shows dedication because you know you go to a film half-assed. You're not. You, you could feel well, it. The audience will. feel We it. live here. Yeah. So we know. had to get it right. Oh yeah. Because oh, no. yeah, you, somebody come after you. Yeah. Do you know? They, well, because knowing no. the owners of all three places, yeah. and you want to get each story right each, and get as, yeah. as much information. I mean, I, I personally am a big. I love Sally's. Yeah. I, I do have to say I'm a big fan of Modern. Modern's great. I, I love. I go. You know what it is? It's cool about all three different places. They're all different. They're all different yeah. enough that you don't have to have yeah. just one and be no. like, "This is the one I'm always going Mo to." My Modern is the king of cheese. They, yeah, they're good. If you like cheese, you go to Modern. Yeah. I mean, Sally's the king of the plain. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. don't have to put anything on that. No. It's, so good. it's just the bread is so good. Yeah. You know, I love. I'm uh, my buddy Ohio. Uh, Ohio. My buddy Owen is coming up from Ohio. And uh, for our Robo Jack record bash, and he goes, Where should I be going? I said, You're coming with me. We're going to New Haven. And my yeah. dad goes, I'd like to go to Pepe's because I haven't been to the New Haven one yet. And I'm like, I'd like to take him to Modern because it's like, it. yeah. Pepe's is the name. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be so cruel. But, <laughs> I mean, Pepe's is, the, is a big name. It's, well, it's kind of like third or fourth for me down the, down the line. Really? Yeah, I, I, a, yeah. Sally's and Modern is so yeah, good. Yeah, I'm with you just, on that. It's, I'm, I'm, I went there, though. We went. I think we went to Sally's. I texted you guys the picture when I went, and then I went to Modern and I was texting you guys, too. And the yeah. wait times aren't that bad. I mean, you yeah. go to New Haven, you expect I don't to, like, even care. I, you know what? No, you know what you're getting. I mean, I know I'm going in, and if I have yeah. to wait two hours, I'm waiting two yeah. hours. I know in you the end. You know what you want. <laughs> yeah, if I get something fast, no. and it doesn't satisfy you because you're not getting what you want. Exactly. It's like, you know. And I, I have like a deep cut question here too. I was oh. reading up. You guys were in a movie called Disconnected as a band. I saw this <laughs> wow. on your. I was doing some. Re I always that do my deep. research. But, that was uh, one. Of, that was. I think that was Gorman's first film. Really? Okay. We, we and his dad owned some clubs in Connecticut. Ooh. He actually ran uh, Toes Place was in Waterbury for a while. There was, oh, really? It was a second Toes Place. Know that. And we were uh, we were a house band there for a bit. We played like wow. every Tuesday for a good while, wow. which was really. Good, good for us. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, so through that, he wanted us to do a song for the movie, and there was a scene in, in the bar. Yeah, I saw the clip. So okay. yeah, so so he were in that. That's there's, cool. I'm sorry, so yeah, there's a there's a bunch of footage of that band around. Yeah, it just hasn't gotten out there. You gotta find it. Yeah, it's like all yeah. deep cuts. Well, know. most of it's in that up there. <laughs> there's <laughs> awesome. tons of concerts and DVDs. Oh wow. And,
Um, and I wanted to move into the Shelley Volarkis experience because this has been the kind of the current project that you're doing and kind of ask like how you met each of the members. Uh, definitely wanted to ask how you met Brian Stevens because I'm a huge Cave Dogs <laughs> fan. I start off with that. I got everybody listed. But, and his uh, solo stuff is really, oh, really good. He really... Uh... Well, I got to work with him on a song and it, it actually uh, was on, uh, uh, what was the show, the local band show they played it. They're like, don't know too much about this Brian Stevens guy. I'm like, you need to know much more. He's like, they're like, we know Jeb because of Superstown. I'm like, go look up Brian, please. He's insanely good. But how did you guys uh, come to meet? Brian, I met because he, let me see. Oh, because he was playing with Amy Mann. Oh, yeah, yes. Um, so she was playing Toads, and she had just written a song with a guy I was working with, Solon. And we oh, okay. were, so we opened, oh, that's right. We opened for Amy at Toads Place. Oh. Okay. And Brian was in the band. And actually, I, this is, I, I think he says we met one time before, but I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. So what happened was, so she called me and Solon up to do a song with her in a band in the middle of the show. Mm-hmm. And I was going to play piano and Brian was playing piano at that point. And I walked on the stage and I had a drink in my hand and, and he looked at me and goes, oh, is that for me? He thought I was bringing him a drink. He didn't, he didn't hear Amy call us up. He didn't know what was going oh. on. So that's how I met, met Brian. Oh, wow. But then afterwards, we went to a bar after the show and yeah. kind of got acquainted and we had a lot of mutual friends and... Super talented guy. Yeah, it was actually funny. I didn't find out the cave dogs through you, actually. It was funny. Or Shelly. Mm-hmm. I found out about them through John Howard because we were talking one night, and John goes, you need to check out that. He goes, is, uh, he goes, is Brian in that band? I said, yeah. And he goes, check out the cave dogs. He goes, yeah. uh, Joyride for Shut-Ins is one of my favorite Great albums. Album. And when you hear John Hour, recommend an album. Well, I'm damn well going to be pulling the album out and listen to it 20 times. Yeah. And so it was just, it was such a good feeling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's just uh, meeting him was great. And then getting to work with him was cool because it was something different for me. Usually I'm doing all the writing and then sending it to somebody. Mm-hmm. It was nice that, like, he did most of the writing and I kind of right. just was like, all right, I'll chime in here. He's a and good writer. He's, he is. And it was just talent. And I know we'll be working on a cover for the Bonzos. Still gotta, I still got to get that to you. I'm still working on that. Uh, Nick Frater got me the drums finally in the bass and then mm. now the house is all in a mess. So I don't <laughs> have any recording. It's my, my little studio is not as nice as this. It's in a room, but you this know what? Is... It works and I'm happy. Yeah, but whatever, this is pretty Whatever works works. This, this, is, this nice. is nothing. I mean, yeah. The dogs, I know, there's but, people that have it like they're like the whole room, and it's yeah, like wow. This, but I get I get it done. <clears throat> you know. I did want to ask. Uh, did when you worked with Brian May, that was for a project. What was that all about? I mean, that's Brian, that's Brian May of Queens. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was a, mo- a documentary called "A Dog Named Gucci." Okay. It was about. Um, oh, I see it there. Right. Yeah. How the uh, the changing of laws for animal abuse and how they actually got. Oh, you know, wow. and by state by state, how they act. because some of them, some of the states, you know, if you lit a dog on fire, they wouldn't even, they don't even really, like, recognize it. Yeah. So this, you know, this well, I don't want to go into the whole story. It's yeah. a great documentary. So when I was trying to figure out music, it was like, well, I know Brian May is a huge animal advocate, and. I want to work with them. So. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There's always <laughs> no, that. Right, but, but it was, for this particular thing, yeah. I, I know, you know, I know, I know he'd be interested <clears throat> in the cause. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I wrote to, you know, I wrote to, I had an address that I wrote to, and it was actually him. I thought it was a manager. Ooh. He replied within two hours of it, goes, great idea. What, what do you need from me? Oh, and then we, you know, we then we went through this whole thing, and then you know, you can see there's a letter from him over oh, here, wow. him apologizing to me because he wanted to use this song for long story, really crazy. Wow. So he's apologizing to me. Wow, you're yeah. like I'm gonna frame that, put yeah. that up. Let's go. <laughs> but anyway, so cool. he, yeah, he could not have been. I mean, he was the and best. And you guys, and you finally met up at the show. For, yeah, uh, with Adam Lambert, right? It was the show that they did at the Xfinity in Hartford, I think. Uh, it was in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Okay. I'm not sure what the name of that place was.
I got you a loaded question. Uh, uh. I think I met him originally when I was working at a record store. Um, his uncle, I, met, I think I met his uncle first, who was a huge Elvis fan. Was that Exile on Main Street? Yeah. yeah. And I think I right. met him through that originally. I don't even know if it was, play, if it was from playing music. Hmm. And then, you know, and then we just, oh, we're always friendly. Yeah. And then uh, it just, uh, 
and, and then our drummer, had moved, our drummer for Shelley's band, moved away, and then you know we asked Richie to play with us. Was Jim and, the original drummer? Is that Belga, or was it a different? Yeah, Jim Belga okay. was. Yeah, he was. Because I know he moved. Yeah, because I was talking to Jim a little bit. I, I always enjoy. He reminds me of my uncle. He looks just like my uncle. It's funny. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it's funny because if they saw each other, they'd be like, oh shit. <laughs> like, you know, and, and so uh, Jim Bass Knight, who's a big Seattle guy, a friend of mine as well, looks kind of like Jim, and then he also sounds like my uncle. I'm like. What's happening here? (laughs) But yeah, Rich is great. And when I got to work with him, brought him into studio over at 10 Selden. And it was a lot of fun. Worked with uh, Jeff Wilson on a couple recordings with that. That happens. And it just, it was fun. And uh, everything rotated. And it was really cool just having a session drummer to experience that. And I just, uh, you know, I have my stuff at home, but it's always, studio is always fun to go somewhere. And if you have the money, it's great to do it. But it's, uh, it is costly because you go and do one thing. You get the base for it. Exactly. by this artist called A Girl Called Eddie, which oh, yep. I, I'm a huge fan of her. Her name's Erin Moran. Um, and I was just a, a big fan. And through the years, we kind of just cool. 
kind of contact, you know. And, you know anyway, so she started doing this uh, album. It's kind of a, a 70s a love letter to all the songs she grew up with, Ooh. all 70s songs. And um, she was thinking about just some doing some duets and stuff, and she was doing one of Todd's songs called um, Believe in Me. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she goes, man, if, if only I could get Todd to sing on this. And I said, well, you know what? Let me give it a shot. Um, wrote, to, wrote to his manager, and you know, his manager knew her. He knew who she was. He was he was a fan of hers. Oh, he goes, so she's probably going, oh, Todd, please, Todd, please. So and he was, and so he was super cool. He goes, you know what? I'll run it by Todd. Send me the track, and we got a we got a yes like instantly. And then within like a week, we actually got his vocal back. Well, it's like you don't even know who knows you. You know, you never yeah. know. Yeah, so he, I was like, but yeah, but he said, I love, you know, I love. Him. He was a big fan of hers, awesome. which is super cool. So yeah, so and then um, when he came through, I got to meet him in, in person, and we talked about it, and, and it was super cool. Another name that I saw that like kind of caught my eye because it's something different. Uh, but uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite, how did that? <laughs> how did that come about? I'm, I'm, I love his comedy. Yeah, yeah, I think he's great. I think, <laughs> yeah, because he's too drugs. Well, yeah, I think everybody knows him as this. Yeah. he's like so much more. He's a great director like a movie his movies are great he's a great he has oh, wow. some he has some great oh you should check out I'm some really of his gonna movies have to now. Yeah, I'm gonna oh to world's greatest good. dad with robin williams that he oh, wrote that's, that was him oh my god oh, wow. he I've wrote that, that yeah, directed okay. it he uh um, shakes the clown is oh, another great that, movie you would love right. and then he's you know a lot of tv things he did like a bunch of louis ck show he directed a few uh mark maron show he directed a few oh of wow them. okay um great anyway so uh we were we were the house band um, Shelley's brother was the MD for uh, oh, okay. Eugene Merman's. Oh, um, uh, he had like a little like a comedy festival, and uh, we were the house band, and Bob Kit, Bob, Bob Cat was part of it. So we oh. got along. He was a he knew about the replacements documentary that he found out. I guess I told him that I was part of it, and he's a huge replacements fan. Ah. So we just like he's like the coolest guy. He was he's so, a nice guy. so nice, man. From all the documentaries, like you always see him as like this nutcase so and something, but he's actually like a sweet yeah, guy. I've a, heard. He is. Well, it's like Carlin. I've heard he's much different smart. about after watching the HBO Max. I'm a yeah. big George Carlin fan. Oh, that was great. And after watching that, I didn't. I have to watch part two because I left off. I left oh, off yeah. on the worst way of ending. I need to watch part two. Part two but they, it, it really sums everything. But his daughter it, really. Did did a really good job on like getting that all. Judd Apatow. Yeah, yeah. Put it together, but oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's a good documentary when it's like, ooh, they have to do another documentary to do this part, because you know they, they covered everything. Because some documentaries, like the George Harrison one, yeah, you know, Mars Square, they, they miss like a, a whole bunch of sections. It's like you know, Bobby you, with eight days they, a week. They, 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 I loved the Ron Howard. It was right. great. But then they got to the end and were just like, I right, screw it. <laughs> and they just, well, just the end, I know why. They well, wanted to just cover the Shea Stadium. They wanted to cover big just, parts. Well, it was mainly all, about yeah. lot, playing, playing live. Yes. And then obviously from you know, 66 to, to 69, yeah. they, other than they doing, <laughs> yeah, do, other than doing Hey Jude and Revolution, yeah. you know, vocal live, they really didn't play. So that's no, kind of, yeah, that, that, made that was the yeah. jump there. It was great. It was but, great. But the George Carlin thing was great. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I mean, that was. The George Harris, I love the like watching anything to do with him. I I started crying. I was watching that. That's on HBO Max too. The George one and, yeah. and it was just like they just wow. missed a couple sections. I was kind of like, wow. Yeah. What about this? Yeah. Well, the thing is, he did the Dylan one and gave him four and a half hours, <laughs> and the George one was like, I don't know how long it was, but they could have for George. You could have made more. it a little longer. I got a couple more here. Uh, yeah. You just recently worked with Tony Visconti. What was yeah. that all about? I was oh, very interested yeah. in that when I saw the pictures. I was like, because I just met his ex wife. Uh, May Pang yeah. up in uh, up when I went to go see Edward Rogers and I, I'm, I'm a big fan of him because I'm a big fan of Sparks but also the Beatles I mean yeah. you gotta you can't forget the Tony Tony with the Beatles but uh, how did that come all about and and 
Band on the Run. Oh, yeah. He, he yeah. did all the Band on the Run strings oh, yeah. and horns. And so I was, I've been working with a friend of mine, Kelly Riley, who I've known for a long time. Um, and one of the songs was, there was a debate whether there were strings on it. And she didn't want strings on it, but she did. She said, well, if I get strings on it, I want something like Tony Visconti would do. Hmm. So... <laughs> and you're like, the, so here we go. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna, I, I, I hear no most of the time in my life. I'm, I'm used to hearing no, so yeah. I'll, I'll ask. Yeah. So I got hold of his manager, who was a freaking great guy. Awesome. Really great manager. And uh, worked out a thing and you know, for him to write the score. And then we were just going to do it locally here and, oh, get, wow. and get string players from Yale to do it and oh, a friend of mine to conduct too, yeah. on it. And then, uh, then Tony said, hey, you know what? I haven't been to New Haven in a long time. I'll come there. I won't charge you, but I'll come. I'll come conduct. Wow. So he came and conducted it, and we well, had the, the best the players. Day. Probably enjoyed every moment of that they, too. They, 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 and they, they work away with a memory that's solid right, for life. Absolutely, and they were wow. top top notch players. And you know, yeah. and he got to have some Sally's pizza. Oh, so. that's the best part. So that's screw the music. The well, pizza. then he watched the movie and he wrote me because I, I gave him the movie. And the next day, he watched it. The next day with his girlfriend, he goes, "Man, the documentary was great. We have to come back. We have to go to all three in the same day. We want to go bang, bang, bang." So, yeah, I want to do that too at some point. I want yeah, to. Yeah. It's just it's you know what? You only live once. You got to yo, yeah. you got to you got to you got to do stuff that you can't worry about all the stuff that happens around you. You just got to live for yourself. Yeah. You'll help people when you can, of course, and you know, I believe in that. And it's just like it's so nice to do, you know, silly little things like that where you go and get one pizza from each of yeah. the places and just have fun. found basement boxes neatly sorted out things arranged a family all talked out take her name it's easy to pronounce it's okay if you pray for something you can't have it yours to find but today the dark impending storm is in your sight the one cloud in the sky just a boy playing in Day. But in time, your clothes will fade the man you have in mind. But there's one cloud in the sky. So long. 
stood outside And today In the sky The sun is burning bright Not one cloud in the sky Bands like well, I know Big Star got into because of the Posies with that their mutual and also being in the band. Sure. And then um, I really love Big Star. I, I like I'm writing a book where I'm putting Big Star into the book. It, it does mean you might you might have to like the band if you're writing about them, but uh, or not. You know you could be reviewing, but I really like them and I really enjoyed how Star Girl like brought that the uh, when they did the Disney adaptation and they did the movie. Have you is. ever seen that or no? No, I'm not sure what that is. Okay, so Star Girl was a book as well. Uh-huh. But, uh, they did a, a Disney Plus uh, show uh, movie. They're doing a second movie now and in the movie she pulls out records and one of them is number one oh, wow. so it started bringing everybody to yeah. know big star and i'm just like you know i can either be the guy that gets mad that kate bush is at number one because i've been a fan my whole life or i could be the yeah, guy that's never. so supportive of this and i'm like you know, I oh hate my that god stuff. i'm so happy for her I'm are like, you what? kidding me i can't Something's see how anybody can even yeah i know that's the like, too cool for school I, I, things like thank yeah. god people I was are, cool before you were cool I, yeah well I, you know i grew up with people like that <laughs> it's like who cares when the you find out dicks you know, I'm just finding out, you know, I'm still finding out about, yeah. you know, the, you know, bands yeah, from like 1968. Like, yeah. Oh, you didn't know about them? You didn't know about the Colors band, the yeah. psych band from the 60s? Well, it's you like, didn't oh, know about that one guy that rapped on the corner of the street in Brooklyn in 1984? You, you, you didn't know that guy? Music.